I wish I could like provide you a little like sexy beat in the background, but I am not good at that at all. Yeah, I I mean the theme song uh it does have a beat, mm-hmm. but it's all about the it's all about the sex. Yeah, it's all it's all about the sexy sax. It's all about that Bill Clinton ass uh Not Bill Clinton. I wonder if he still plays. You think he does? I'm Mm, like maybe like his Skeletor looking maybe every ass once in a while. It's kind of he really do be he really he really do be a shell of a man. You know, I hear that going vegan's really great for your, the environment, um, but you do see these these rich white men going vegan, and it looks like their soul has been fucking dementor kissed out of their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 um it's uh, you know good for them that's all i gotta say good for them Hilarious. you know all those uh plasma injections from from young people uh that they pay top notch uh top top dollar for um you would think would make up for for the lack of i don't know steak but it doesn't appear to it's not the same it's not the same it's just not the same Hi and welcome to the King of Thrones podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. I'm with Paige. Hello. Wow. I shaved my entire body last night and I'm so smooth. (laughs) That is not what I thought you were going to say. I love it. I love that for you. I did not. I did not. I didn't take a shower at all last night. I was tired of shit. What did I do when I came home last night? I ate a salad. What kind? Uh um, some f- crazy ass, like way too seasoned, which I never thought I would say, but it's true. It's it was this like, um, southwestern salad from from, uh, from Whole Foods, and they oh. and they put I believe cayenne in the in the dressing. So it was just a little too much. It kind of tasted like buffalo wings with like cayenne and like, but it was like this is. This is too much. It was like they're trying to do ranch, but also spicy. It was crazy. Um, I've been eating a lot of salads lately. I went to Whole Foods the other day, and I bought seven salads. Seven? Seven salads. And I came. I had to come back to work with a sack full of salads, and that's all I wanted to talk about for a while. <laughs> and I had to put them in the tiny work fridge, too. And so the fridge was just stuffed full of salads. Was, I, I thought it was. Did funny. you have to label all of them so no one stole? Uh. <laughs> no. Uh, luckily, it was, I believe it was just uh, just me and Allie that day. But yeah, uh, it was um, it was a lot of salad. I, I can. <laughs> I see Java. Oh uh, yes, I ha- I'm recording. I'm recording out in the open today. Uh, and so my little cat children are running around. It's true. It's true. Um, Paige. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired. I'm still in my pajamas. I am barely awake, but you know what? You know what what we're doing today? Going in the hole. We're going in the hole. Today we're talking about. Ooh. 
Ooh. I do love Leisure I the love Dark Prince. Listen, I do not while I obviously prefer the painted clinch covers that were the first like four books of the series when if you get the like original run which of course i have <laughs> of course um uh i have them now on display i have i'm making my my romance wall also a display wall for my favorite mass market paperback so now i have floating shelves where i can display my beauties um but that being said, you know, those are my favorites. However, there was a period in the mid-2000s, which is when, obviously, as we talked about the last uh, Morals After Dark book, which was uh, Kiss the Demon King, which is where mm-hmm. I jumped on when I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are these, like, kind of minimalist covers with a black and white photo of a muscled man. You cannot see above above his... <laughs> his angel's thumbprint above his lip. Um, and then you just see abs. Um, it's, it's a bit of an ab cover, uh, but they're black and white. But then overlaid over that is um, colored holographic, like it dominates the whole thing is colored holographic title and, and author name. And that's it pretty much. Um, so it's super minimalist. I fucking love this juicy ass colored hollow though. Like they don't do this anymore. They really don't. It's it's so choice, just, especially uh, given the time that like these were written. You know what I mean? Just so good, like so good, man. And then the back is has got Cressley Cole on the back. And Hi, Cressley. Hi, Grizzly! Um, yeah. So it's so today we're talking about Pleasure of a Dark Prince, which is one of my favorites. I think it's probably it's the, it's it may be my number two. Maybe my number two. Sentimentality compels me to say the Kiss of a Demon King is my number one. But but if we're talking in terms of things that like I genuinely like in a book, um, now as an adult person, like if, if we set aside that sentimentality, I of course Naomi and Conrad's story, uh, Dark Deeds at Night's Edge, Ghost Ballerina, Insane Virgin Vampire Man. Yes, that is of course my favorite. We love it. We love to see it. <laughs> He cut off his hand for her. What what more do you want? It's so you couldn't good. ask for then, more. You couldn't ask for more from a man. Um, and then and then I think this is going to be number two. I do think so. Although, yeah, I think this is going to be number two. And then number three would be, um, I'm blanking on the name, but it's the one with Sebastian and Katerin. Do you remember? I do, um, yeah. The f- yeah, the first uh, uh, rat race style, yes. like Amazing Race crazy shit but we love amazing race this i was thinking about this i was thinking about this i think cressley cole shines the most when she does some fucking bug nuts ass like amazing race shit this is the same thing this does not have the talisman's high in it which is the the thing that framed that book but then also um uh, Bowen and Mariquetta's book, uh, where remember he trapped her in a pyramid where it was for succubi, and then she almost died, and then he had to make it up to her, and then he didn't believe she was his mate, and you know, you know, you know, you know. they died, they almost died in the plane crash, and all that stuff, right? <laughs> you know, you remember. <laughs> um, uh, this has the same thing where like they're going on a wild chase through many different places in the world. 
Um, they encounter many ridiculous challenges and have to do many ridiculous feats of strength and ingenuity to get through them. Um, and uh, and and I think like if you if you if you it's it reads like a Stefan sketch. Like if you think <laughs> like if this book has everything. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's got uh, a woman married to a death god. It's got a besotted Scottish werewolf. It's got an amazing race. It's got megafauna. It's got the Amazon rainforest. It's got god. an evil vampire. It's got resurrection. It's <laughs> It's got, for the first time ever, some a non-binary person. It's got oh. it all, baby. Yeah, we love to see it. Who, who, is not killed or hey. a villain? Yes, there we go. We love to see it. We love it. to see it. New York's um, hottest club, the Cole <laughs> Hole. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are parts that, uh, in terms of, like, objectionable things, like, we've talked about some stuff in these that are, like, maybe a little bit hard to stomach. Oh, uh, we're talking about uh, Katie and, and Holly's book. <laughs> um, however, in terms forget. of if we're framing it that way, not not the most in this one. This is going to be a, a softer touch, I would say. All um, right. I mean, with with always diving into Crested Cold, she's always into that kind of, like... Tricky, really dubious, yeah. mm, few parts out. You're always gonna go. Cressley, mm. Cressley. I mean, at this point, like no shade to Cressley. Oh, no. It's her no, brand. No, no, no. Like you get into these books and you know what you're getting into. Shit's gonna get whack. Something's gonna be upsetting. Yes. You know that's fine. That's fine. There's no that is they are that's fine. Um, I love them. So you know whatever. No no complaints. Um, it is. It, it, when you when you really start talking about them and dissecting them, it is worth talking about these things and how um, wild <laughs> it can be. Like once you're like not in the story and you're like, hey, it is pretty fucked up that Cadian was gonna just let her be. Ah, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, just just don't think about it too much. Can't think about it too hard, and it's fine. And that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to think about things hard. Um, <laughs> I'm here about th- I'm here to think about hard things. Hey! 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 <laughs> so, so this one, however, I say, I say all that, and I do, I think it's worth noting that this book centers around the concept of virginity. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh! Ooh! So, and specifically, penetrative virginity that is it that plays a huge yeah yeah page it plays a huge part of this um Mm. because so the main characters here um are lucia and gareth and if you recall gareth is way back our boy lachlan's brother oh my god it's all connected it all comes around (laughs) Um, and way back from our from uh our second episode, I guess, um, on the series, because it's technically book two, is, is Lachlan, although it's the first official book in the series. <laughs> you and me both, Cressley. It's a complicated timeline. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, in Lachlan and Emmeline's book, which is The Hunger Like No Other, Lachlan, at the very end, 
races towards Valhall, where his mate Emmeline, who is a half Valkyrie, half vampire, is uh, mortally wounded and she has returned home. Um, and he's trying to get in. And as he's trying to break in to, to get to her to help her, uh, he realizes that his brother is being held in the basement. <laughs> and, and he's like, what the fuck? And his brother's like, what the fuck? I thought you were dead. And he's like, damn, bitch. And then they almost destroy the house because Lachlan chews through the floor to get to Emmeline. The whole thing. Uh, <laughs> Which is such a visual, honestly. And honestly, we actually get to see it in this one from Gareth's perspective. And it's even funnier. Um, the, Lachlan the, literally bites through the floor. <laughs> the the crunch, uh, like, um, what's it called? <laughs> Uh, it's the man's it's, brand cereal. The, oh God! <laughs> the antique uh, New Orleans floors. The, like the the crunch, the like the crunch stock sound, like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, that's basically it. Um, so he's being held captive, yeah? yeah. And we're like, how could he get there? What's going on? And you, we obviously get the sense that it's between him and Lucia. We already know that. But then we're like seven books deep at this point. So we've had to wait a while, considering that was technically book one. This is book eight. Had to um, wait a long time. Had to wait a long time to figure out what the fuck was going on there, right? Um, <laughs> and this kind of marks the moment just before the series begins its real narrative arc. Um... So the other ones are, previous to this, are almost completely standalones. Like, obviously, they intersect. That's what we're talking about right now. But after this point, the Immortals After Dark series takes on a pretty hefty narrative arc from book to book that is continued. As in, like, the world is for sure imperiled and shit's going down. And that kind of is continued in each book. Um, Until we get to some books later where it's like oh i guess it doesn't matter anymore um and there's like um you in this one we are at the very end introduced to uh a new enemy um that no one expected or knew what was going on all of a sudden people in the lore which is the wider paranormal universe here Mm -hmm. um that exists beside the um the human universe uh in secret um people are disappearing and no one knows why um, so it, it, that begins to unravel. And then each book after this kind of takes on a different angle of that. And most of them happen at the same time, especially because a lot of them take place on this like prison island, essentially. And so we get like all these different couples who are trying to escape the island in different ways. Um, and it's it's really cool pivot. It's also a lot darker. <laughs> like we thought we thought we knew. Uh-uh. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Two books from now, we get introduced to some fucking bolt cutters. So, famously, the famous bolt cutters. Um, But that being said, this one's a a riot. This one's fun. So we're talking about Lucia. We're talking about Gareth. Gareth, uh, they met at, like, a rugby game. (laughs) I Um, swear to God, Cressley Cole comes up with the most (laughs) random shit that you've ever heard. Well, I mean, wolves chase balls. Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's literally it. So she's hunting down some kobolds, which are just like little shitty gremlins or whatever. And she stumbles upon a rugby game. And there are like werewolves and demons and stuff. And they're like playing rugby or whatever the fuck. And of course, Gareth is there. And uh, they like spot each other from across the field. And 
maybe one of the funniest scenes that she has ever written, to my mind, involved Gareth seeing her getting super horny, getting absolutely fucking shadracked by a bunch of demons who tackle him. And then she, like, so he's so, he's tackled so brutally that all of his ribs break. And then also he swallows three of his back teeth. Now, he gets up, but is actively choking as he's trying to dislodge them from his windpipe. And he watches as she then beheads a kobold on the sidelines, picks it up, throws its carcass into the fucking woods, and then realizes everybody's watching her and goes, continue on. And then she fucking leaves as he is retching and, and coughing. And everyone's beating on him, it's trying to much. get him to throw out his it's fucking like... teeth. <laughs> and, then, and then he eventually, he gets kicked so hard by one of his cousins that he throws the teeth out. That's too fucking much, dude. That's too their fucking meat cute. That's their meat cute. That is so and, visceral. And violent. It's, it, it's and the funniest fucking. It's so, he's just hacking like a cat trying to get rid of a hairball. <laughs> and she's just like, ew. And also he's like reaching for her, like, wait, no, don't go. And she's like, why the fuck would I stay? Um, and then he's like, you got, y'all got to help me get up. Let me, let me get up. Um, and he, they're like, why the fuck? Dude, what is wrong with you? And he's like, it's her. And they're like, oh shit. And so they let him, they let him go. And he hunts her down in the woods. And then they have a little bit of sexy times. Oh, all um, right. And he, he is like, yo girl, super into you, feeling your vibe. Love it. Love everything about you. And she's like, am I your mate? And he's like, no. Unless. 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 Because she's a Valkyrie. And he's like, listen, I know that werewolves have a reputation uh, for being, like, really possessive and unruly and, like, totally unreasonable. Uh, uh, That's just not true. However, um, it definitely is true. And someone will lie to you. (laughs) So you run away. (laughs) Um, and so he does the same fucking thing that his brother does and also fucking Bowen does. Well, I guess no, Bowen doesn't really lie to Mariketta. He's very he's he's too honest with Mariketta, I would say actually. Um he's like I I feel like you're my mate, but that must be a lie. Uh so rip. Um he tells her the truth, but he himself is in denial. He himself is messed up after mm. many hundreds of years or whatever the fuck of having his brain screwed with um but gareth is feeling fine he's so happy but he's like i can't lose her and she's a valkyrie which means that uh she's not going to enjoy this knowledge and so i'm going to seduce her i'm going to seduce and wean her and then reveal the truth and he's like that shouldn't be hard she's super into me she's like looking at me right now and i can already tell she's fucking feeling this vibe she shot me three times in the chest but that's okay I, I love this for us. It's foreplay. Um, and Gareth, who is fucking brutal. Like, I love Gareth. Gareth's great. He um he gets shot. She basically says, if you keep coming towards me, I'm going to shoot you. And uh, and he's like, okay, well, then, 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 then shoot me. Um, and she's like, okay. And so she shoots him and he keeps coming. Oof. And so she shoots him three times and pins him to a tree. And he's like... 
babe, that hurts. Come help me take these out. This is really inconvenient. Stop. <laughs> and she's like, why the fuck would I take them out? You, I just shot, I shot you. And he's like, well, it's not nice. <laughs> and she's like, well, then I'm going to go. And he's like, and she's like, well, okay, here's the deal. I will take them out for you if you just let me go. And he's like, okay, so the price is if you take them out, you go. And if you don't take them out, you stay. And she's like, well, no. And he's like, no worries, bitch. And then he proceeds to punch the ends of the arrows so that they are thrust through his chest one by one. And he's like, not a problem. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> I, this guy's crazy. I have a he's question. fucking nuts. What's the question? Do they have, like, healing, like, properties? It's not super, I mean, it's, like, fast for, like, I mean, we would die if we got shot by three arrows. Oh, yeah. Chest, right? Yeah. So they're they're immortal. The only thing that can kill them, really, is a beheading or the equivalent of a beheading. So, like, if you get your head burned off, ah, right, yeah. that's a beheading. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's why much later on in the in the series like four or five books from now when Lothair gets his head taken off but there's a tiny sliver of skin left that connects his head to his neck he's okay it's okay <laughs> but you can also die from like if you are injured enough such that like you're like all of that's messed up you can you can die however anything short of that you're probably okay like you'll you'll come back from it and you won't be scarred as long as you are already immortal which like you become a world between like 25 to 35 usually. Um, so he can heal, but he's also fucking high on instinct. As he's confronting her with this thing, he's like, I got a boner and I want to kiss you. I can't feel no arrows. <laughs> I just wanted to know if, he, if he's not able. There. I just want to know if his, if his teeth can grow back. Oh yeah. His teeth came back. Yeah, for sure. For okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, I mean, remember, Bowen lost a lung. That's true. And a leg. That's true. And a hand. That's true. <laughs> <clears throat> and an eye, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. So, teeth are probably, I mean, they probably lose teeth all the time. He didn't seem too concerned about it. Um, but yeah, so they have this, like, tumble in the woods, and he's like, man, let's do it. And he's ready to, he's ready to plow her. And she's like, she's ready too. Until last second when he goes to, like, take her undies off and she's, like, she flips the fuck out. And she's, like, no, you cannot. Um, and he's, like, okay, you're, like, genuinely scared right now. That's not what I want. Um, here's the deal. I can be patient with you. I'm a reasonable man. As he's, like, feral. He's, like, I'm so reasonable. He's, <laughs> <laughs> like, how about this? You meet me here tomorrow. And we'll, like, actually talk it out. We can have, like, a, a little date here in the swamp and it'll be lovely. Uh, and she's like, cool, awesome, totally will do. Bye. And she dips. Um, and of course she doesn't meet him. And he, he doesn't he doesn't believe she's actually going to meet him. No. He, he's not worried about this. He knows where <laughs> he lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's he's a little sad. It's very sad. He waits for her literally from sunup until like 10 p.m. That <laughs> is sad. sad. He just, it's sad. He just wants to talk it out. He does want to talk it out with her. He wants to just kiss her face. Um, what he doesn't know is that Lucia is a... Um, so she's a Valkyrie, but she is dedicated to a goddess named Scathy or Scathy. I don't actually know. Um, and this happened in the, in the prologue. We find that she was on the brink of dying. Um, she was 
brutally beaten and assaulted uh, when she was 16. And Regen, who is uh, one of the Valkyries, the one who makes uh, demons eat hubcaps um, and who has frequently been featured in the other books. She's like the bro of them all. There you go. Um, We love her. She glows. It's great. Um, But uh, she was 12 and she rescued uh, Lucia and brought her to Scathy to to heal her. And Scathy, in return for healing her, um, said, okay, then you need to take a vow of chastity um, to be of my order. And you also need to become my instrument. So she turns her into the world's greatest archer. Um, And every time she misses... Uh, a target she feels excruciating pain so those are the terms and she does this basically because the person who beat her and assaulted her is this evil god named uh Kruok, i think i uh, couldn't matter less but he's he's the god of human sacrifice and he tricked lucia when she was 16 into leaving valhalla um because he basically convinced her that he was this beautiful man and she was tired of being there. She wanted to live her life and she wanted to find, you know, a husband and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, he convinced her that he loved her and that he was going to marry her. And all she needed to do was leave Valhalla. And so, uh, despite the warnings from Odin and Freya, as well as her sisters, she did so. She left and she married him. And pretty much as soon as she married him, he revealed who he really was, which was the person that the all of the ideas of the devil are built on. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, he is literally the god of human sacrifice and evil, and he has, like, maggots drip out of his mouth, and he eats human flesh, and, like, he's it's real bad. It's real yeah. bad. And he basically, just being around um, people, like, he infects them with the need to sacrifice other people. Um, so he's like, he's real bad. And so he, uh, trapped her in his lair for like three days and he assaulted her and he ate parts of her and, and beat her and like all this terrible stuff really to the point where she then pitched herself off of, uh, off of the cliff in the hopes to die. Um, and was saved by, by Regan at the, at the bottom of the cliff. And then uh, we know what happened after that. Um, so Scathy says, okay, you will become my instrument. I fucking hate that guy. So what you're going to do is every 500 years at the Ascension, uh, you are going to put him the fuck back to sleep. Um, and so she becomes the greatest archer in the world, specifically so that every year she can go to the opening of his lair and shoot him in the fucking head. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's her job. Um, and it's also like her 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 burden because like, this is the man who destroyed her, <laughs> right? And so every 500 years, she's got to face him again. Um, and she is still his wife. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they married. So she's also the only one who's immune to his compulsion, too. Um, so Gareth, good good golden retriever Gareth is coming in like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And she's like, I have, I have a vow of chastity. I have a power that I will lose if I break that vow of chastity. And if I lose that fucking power, then I won't be able to put down Kurok. And then he'll fucking take over the world again. And also, he's still my fucking husband. <laughs> so, like... She got layers of complication. And she has told no one except Scathy and, obviously, and Regan about this. No one knows 
about her vow of chastity. Um, or I think they know about her vow. Her sisters might know about it, but they don't know why. And they like they don't know anything that happened between her and Karak. They they have no mm. idea that what happened to her. Literally, only Regan and Scathy know about that. Um, and so she she doesn't fucking she doesn't tell anybody. So while the, all of this is happening, my friend, while all of this is happening, do you recall? I I think this is a really bold strap, by the way, to have the events of this book be so deeply intertwined with the events of the book that was number one in the series, which happened eight fucking books ago. <laughs> like, literally the first half of this book is coinciding in the timeline, intertwined with uh, Lachlan and Emmeline's book. What a bold, <laughs> like, decision to... You're so deep in the series at that point. Yeah, so we're really, like, to the point where, like, again, we see... Uh, so, uh, basically, the reason that Gareth is then captured and taken to Valhall, where the Valkyries live, is because Emmeline is believed to have been kidnapped by Lachlan. And so, all the Valkyries go, well, then fuck that guy. He wants to take one of ours, we're going to take one of his, until he gives us, uh, Emmeline back. So then, they use Lucia. <laughs> they purposefully have her miss a shot. So that then she will be in excruciating pain and draw him out and then trank his ass. Oh my god. And put him in a dungeon in their basement. <laughs> and that is they how do it to everyone in the Cressley Cole books be doing too much. They're doing too much. And it's always like they're they're I don't know that Cressley Cole really knows how to write. I mean, she she obviously has written a few others, but Almost, I'd say 90% of her books are enemies to lovers. If they don't start out enemies, they very quickly become enemies. Correct. Like, they're always attempting to get revenge on the other person or, like, make them pay for something or, like, you know, like, trying or taking their anger out on them for whatever reason if they, they know it's not deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very specific Cressley brand, um, which is interesting because you, you don't see that too often like repeated in the series that like that consistently um and it becomes so basically once all of that stuff with with uh emmeline and and uh lachlan is sorted through that uh lucia discovers that she isn't she is in fact his mate they do a couple of things while he's in the cage by the way it's very Ooh. fun Ooh. yeah he convinces her he's like let's just fool around a little bit you shouldn't have caged me i'm annoyed at the about that but um you tried to masturbate earlier while I was in this fucking house, and that is not to be born. <laughs> um, so like, it's, a, it's a whole thing. It's very fun. Um, but she discovers by having to go get the, the um, again, this is so intimately intertwined to the first, the first book of the fucking series. Emmeline kills her father, and it is recorded on video. And she is then dispatched to go to the uh, werewolves to get the video to prove that Lachlan is telling the truth and that he can save her. While she's doing that, she <laughs> she's greeted as their new princess. And she's like, oh, cool. So he was fucking lying. Mm. Uh, so she throws his car on the roof. <laughs> we love her. Pranked. <laughs> or as Cressica would say, punked. <laughs> Astro Kutcher punked. <laughs> There's there are less uh there are less mid two thousands um uh pop culture references in this one. That being said, there is a reference to a J Lo film as well as baby doll t shirts. Oh so, god. 
We can we can date this one pretty easily. Oof. Mm. So that being said, as soon as the the Emma and Lachlan stuff is sorted, obviously Gareth is freed. But uh, Lucy doesn't fucking wait for him. She she runs just as he kind of suspected she would as soon as she found out, and so he goes to chase her. Um, and she claims that she's not running from him. She is running because her quest has begun. The ascension is about to start again, which means that she needs to find um, these special arrows to kill. We're not kill. Uh, she wants to kill Karak, but she needs at least the arrows that will put him down for another 500 years. But she's also on a side quest where she is looking for this special god killer arrow. Um, and she's really hoping to find it because she doesn't want to fucking do this anymore. Um... And so she's like, I'm on that quest. I'm definitely not running from this werewolf. She's absolutely running from the werewolf. 100%. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But also, she did have a quest she needed to go on. Um, and so we skip to a year later when Ooh. they have crisscrossed the world. Gareth has been hunting her down. Um, and a, a series of shenanigans and hijinks have ensued. Um <laughs> There's the kid, the kid, this is a pick. She um, has the zoomies right now. I love it. I get the zoomies. Oh. Tibble's out to get her now. Good. Good, she serves. Um, so there are hijinks that ensue, including um, at one point she rolls a semi full of logs on top of him <gasps> uh, and then washes him down a river. At another point, um, <laughs> at another point, she explodes a uh, a fireworks factory with him inside it. I could just see this like uh, montage style, like Disney Channel, like da dun da dun da dun da 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 dun da dun. Yeah, pretty much. Just like yakety sacks as he's like desperately trying to get to her. And oh god, like, like, no, oh god, like what's that? Uh, like the uh, chicken song. Yeah, basically it's that. And he's he's getting like progressively he's 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 losing his patience, shall we say, and he's getting like progressively more irritated with her as the year goes on. Which, like, okay, fair enough. However, he goes he when he ends up catching up to her, he goes on and on about how how he lost a year of his life trying to catch her, like all this how angry he is, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fucking immortal. This man is a millennia old. He's <laughs> complaining about a year. Yes, I understand that it was tough you wanted to be with your mate. Yes, I understand that you you don't get why she's saying no to you. Yes, 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 I get that. But the insistence that losing a year was like the worst thing that could happen to him feels so silly. Gareth, please, you are a thousand years old. You will live for literally ever. It's not like you have a finite amount of time. These fucks live forever. Like... Uh, yeah. Just give it time, my guy. It'll eventually happen. And here's the deal, is what Lucy responds with is, she's like, when we initially had this conversation, I asked you to give me a year to get my shit right and hopefully find this arrow and kill Karak and then we could talk about it, right? Um, I asked you for that. And you said no. And you, instead you chased me down. So, hey, maybe take the fucking hit, bitch. <laughs> Um, and he doesn't. He doesn't do that. No, of course because not. He, Why would he? He ch he chases her all the way to uh, the Amazon. Um, and it's always the Amazon. It's always the Amazon. I think I'm pretty sure. Did did Sebastian get ed up by sharks? 
in the Amazon or was that somewhere else? In the Talisman High. Because I don't remember. It sounds but I know for familiar. sure. So yeah, the Bowen, the Bowen and Marikata stuff, where he trapped her in the the pyramid with the with the succubus. Yeah. Um, that was in the Amazon. And that is in fact connected to this. What is with Cressley Cole in the Amazon? I think Cressley likes to travel. I get that vibe that she's a big traveler and she's been there. Is like, it like the main know. setting, like in New Orleans? Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's just a she's just a bug swamp lady. Yeah, man. I love, I love that. that. Look yeah. At, look at look at that, look at that that swamp creature on the back. A beautiful swamp creature. Do you think um, she likes seafood boil? Oh, almost certainly. Look at mm. that. She knows how to how to crack a crawfish. Come on. Mm. Look at her. Mm. Um but uh but yeah, so basically uh Lucia gets a hint finally from Nyx, who is the, the soothsayer who is driving literally every book in the series. Um haphazardly and with no regard to her passengers. <laughs> um, uh, and she gets a hint that the 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 it's called the Diomort or whatever. It's the um the god killer arrow is in the Amazon. And everything she needs is on this boat. She has to get on there. And Lucia's like, I've been fucking looking for it. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. So she goes. And of course, Gareth hitches a ride. He literally <laughs> runs off the dock and leaps onto the boat. It's very good. There's a lot going on in this. Like I said, there's everything. That's half the book. Now we've gotten to the other half, which <laughs> involves this old, like, uh, rubber, like, uh, like old timey like passenger steamer boat thing from like when they were harvesting rubber in the Amazon, mm -hmm. uh, full of scientists oh. who one is looking for megafauna. He's looking for mega caiman, and he has this like fantastical lure thing. He claims he's not a cryptozoologist; he absolutely is. There's another guy who um, has a uh, insomnia disease where he is dying because he can't sleep, and so he's looking for this magical orchid to cure himself. There is our non-binary character who goes by both Charlie and Isabel. Okay. Um, and uh, they uh, are pretending to be siblings. So they are actually mm. magical in their own way in that they shift between one and the other. Um, and here's the, the fun part. Both Charlie and Isabel are in love with the drunk captain of the steamer. Love that. <laughs> His name is Travis and he's from Texas. Travis from Texas. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh -huh. Yep. So that's fun. Uh, and uh, then, of course, we have our, our, our a Jaguar shifter, who they don't know that yet, who's on the who's on the boat with them. And also we have Lucia and um, uh, our boy. And, you know, that's totally normal uh, people that are on there. Oh, yeah. At the same time, fine. we we have another boat. We have like a rival boat. That like is rumored to like take people out and then they just never return. That's like going in the same direction as them. All this stuff. Uh, now Gareth has decided he's like, okay, I've caught you, bitch. We're going on this quest together, whatever it is. But also, we are we are going to do it. <laughs> I do not care. And she's she finally explains to him. She's like, I have taken a vow, vow of chastity. It's my religion. You can't do this. And he's like, fuck. Here's what I'm gonna do. Here's, here's the deal. Here's where we get into, like, sticky, like, territory in terms of this idea uh, of what virginity is and how it must involve penetrative sex. And there is, to Cressley Cole's credit, she does 
she does explore that idea and how kind of silly it is, these parameters, right? And you kind of get the feeling that Lucia makes concessions where she's like, well, clearly I still have my powers. So like maybe hand stuff isn't that bad. Like maybe it doesn't count. <laughs> or, you know, maybe oral doesn't count. Like it's fine. Um, and And you do get that vibe. But also, it's such a big part of the plot that I feel like it kind of undoes the discussion that it's trying to have, mm-hmm. um, where it is like, okay, yeah, but but still foundationally, you're saying that it has to be a, like a penis and a vagina to, okay. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But also, I get where, yeah. I get, for a plot device. Uh-huh. You, I for, get for the pl- it's for the plot, y'all. It's for the plot. I I understand. Do I agree with it in terms of, like, reality and how it's viewed? No. Not really. Not really. But also, virginity is a concept. It is what you want it to be. And I, I mean, we, again, I think the the book is trying to have a little bit of a conversation about that. Where Mm -hmm. I don't, reading it, I don't think that Cressley Cole believes that you can, you are only a virgin or not if, like, penis enters vagina. I, Mm -hmm. I, I. Going by the framing of this and and the fact that so because of what happened to Lucia, she is not, if we're going by those terms, technically a virgin. Um, That was is the whole reason that she ended up having to to be saved. Right. Um, After what he did to her. And and so she becomes a virgin Mm -hmm. through her vows Mm -hmm. like that. She vows to never have sex again. She's devoted to the, to the lifestyle. And she has been for a thousand years. Mm -hmm. She's been like, she doesn't, she doesn't wear jewelry. She doesn't, like, she lives by the code 100%. She hates it, but she also is very serious about it. Um, And so like this, this conversation of like virginity is nonsense. It is entirely a construct. Like, Obviously, that's clear here because she isn't one, but she is one and because she has chosen to not show. But also at the same time, all of the focus is on Gareth being like, I gotta put my dick in you, babe. (laughs) And so it's kind of, you know, (laughs) you know, like it's like you you give one lesson with one hand and then you give another with the other one. So I don't (laughs) eh, I don't know. Um, But yeah, that being said, Lucia wants to fuck so bad she just she wants to wear jewelry she wants to have kids she wants to wear high heels she wants to fuck this werewolf and she's just so done with all of it but she also is preventing the fucking apocalypse and she can't she believes she can't do that unless she gets this fucking magical arrow and shoots this dude in the fucking bean so she's like i can't have sex with you and she also can't really explain her personal context because she's traumatized yeah and she doesn't want to admit to him what happened to her as well as like she knows for a fact that if she does he will be like okay cool so honey i'm gonna step out for a minute do you happen to can i borrow your bow for a second (laughs) can i take that with me on this errand that i'm doing that's definitely not going to murder his fucking ass (laughs) you know can i just see that real quick can i just see it real quick hey babe do you need anything from the store i'm gonna go get his head (laughs) (laughs) 
it's it's not it's it's so she knows and she's like and you can't do it like i i'm the only one who's immune to his influence to like try and you know he tries to make everybody sacrifice everybody so she's like i'm the only one who, who's immune to that so i need to be the one to do this but she she can't continue to explain that because she can't even explain why she's immune because i mean explaining that she is his wife and she's like i can't fucking i don't want to um so they're on this boat for like three weeks and um they're having a good old time he has conceded that it's okay he will he respects her beliefs for now for now he is hoping to wear her down for now (laughs) which is not exactly the same but okay Mm, mm -mm, um and they've just been doing stuff it's fine they've been doing stuff uh and they're like content with that mostly um as they're trying to get to uh page did you know that in new york's hottest club there's also el dorado (laughs) cressley cressley cole miss cole it's time to be a god (laughs) (laughs) so so they're looking, the reason they're in the fucking Amazon is because they're looking for El Dorado. And apparently, Gareth's been there before. Oh my god. For reasons. Okay, also, just to kind of tuck this, this like, neat little, we have, like, we have maybe 80 pages left of this book, right? The last few, the last chunk of this takes place in, like, 24 hours. So... It is, of course, Paige. As, as I bet you've been wondering, he's a werewolf. I felt like I thought like werewolves before had a. There's a baby. Um, <laughs> um, werewolves have a time limit in that they have the full moon stuff, and they have to fuck their mates on the full moon. They cannot control themselves. It's mm-hmm. like Cressley Cole's in, inbuilt ticking clock in all of her werewolf stories is that there's always some extenuating circumstance where, like, they cannot resist on the full moon. Yeah. Um, okay, fine. Again, plot stuff. Fine. I don't, I don't care about it. It's fine. But Gareth, this whole time, has avoided this because he got, like, a special magical bracelet made by witches to basically make it so he can't turn completely, even on the full moon. So mm. he can restrain himself enough to, like, not go insane. Um, he can't go sicko of... mode. Exactly. And so, like, she feels safe because she's like, oh, like, you did. And he's like, yes, I'm, I will not do that to you without your consent. I would never hurt you. And she's like, okay. And so they're, like, actually start building a relationship over the, like, three weeks that they're on this boat. And then, of course, everything happens at once. The boat that's been following them is full of d- dead, chopped up peoples. What? The Jaguar man says, oh, we're really close to the El Dorado now, which means that activate. I am the guardian. And so he fucking attacks Gareth with a machete. Uh, and then uh, oh all these giant fucking caimans the size of submarines come oh out God. because the guy put his lure in the water. And then they go overboard, Gareth and the guy who's really hot, the Jaguar man. And they start tussling in the water with all these fucking submarine-sized caimans. Oh my god. And then, yeah, and then the Jaguar guy dunk out swallowed Ed up by a caiman. Um, and <laughs> and Gareth somehow manages to escape. He climbs back on board. <gasps> oh no, his bracelet is gone. Oh no, oh, and it's the night of the no. full moon. 
whoever you could, could have. You could have foreseen. You know, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know how. I could not have predicted fighting with Jaguar Man in the depths of the Amazon River. And then him getting swallowed by a giant caiman, and then, like, yeah, in Captain no, Hook style. Couldn't, couldn't have predicted that. Can honestly say, couldn't have predicted that. Yeah, it's pretty fucking great, man. I, I loved it. I love I love when Cressley just gets real weird. She's like, <laughs> just like, yeah. And so there's a guy who has a, basically a magic box that he keeps dropping overboard, and it's drawing all these fucking caiman out. And they're near the entrance to El Dorado, and so uh, there's a bunch of fucking submarine-sized caiman that guard the entrance to El Dorado. And there's also a jaguar man who's also guarding the entrance of the El Dorado, and they're gonna fight. And then the caiman are gonna swallow him, and they're all just gonna think about how this immortal is going to be slowly digested in a caiman's gut. There you go. And also, now one of these people involved in the story really wants to fuck. There you go. So, basically, he's like, can you please just... Listen, I know. I know it's your religion. I know, and I respect that a little. But could you please just choose me? (laughs) Please, 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 please. And she's like, no! (laughs) Because the world isn't going to end! Because... Framing this, by the way, Nix's fun little warning that she tossed out there as she sent Lucy on this quest with Gareth is that, by the way, this time when uh, her husband rises from his lair, he's actually going to come the fuck out and spread a plague of human sacrifices across the globe. (sighs) Yeah. It's giving 10 plagues. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, this is not like even the regular thing. This is like, I, uh, I have to do this. And so Gareth puts her ass in a boat and he says, you haul ass and you keep going (laughs) because I will hunt your ass down for sex. I will hunt you. I'll hunt you down. And she's like, okay, cool. So he sends her out on the fucking Amazon. Um, And lo and behold, she ends up uh, in El Dorado, of course, where there are. Oh, my God. Say it with me. Everything. Giant Cayman. Snakes the size of cars, giant earthworks, a necropolis, a buried bitch, and also Lothair. <laughs> it really is New York's hottest club. <laughs> it's New York's hottest club, El Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, before even that can happen, so she gets there, and uh, he of course tracks her down, and. She's overcome by him. They're, he's too sexy. He's too growly. He's too lost in his sauce. And they <laughs> do it. And he's feeling fucking great about it. He's like, this is amazing. Love it. Love every second of it. We're doing it out in this, like, necropolis, um, which is like a, I don't know if, if y'all don't know what the word necropolis is, but it's basically a big-ass fucking cemetery. Um, Jesus and then, Christ. Yep, full of snakes and caimans the size of fucking cars. Uh. And then uh, they wake up the next morning and she's pissed because she has lost her abilities. Everything is bad. Um, and uh, there's no way to save the world. Somebody else is going to have to do it. And he's like, bitch, what the fuck? What the f- Why? 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 Why are you so mad? I thought we kind of came to a, a, a agreement. Um, you said Java. Java. <laughs> what do you, how do you feel about this? I don't. Wow. Oh. Oh. So opinionated. Um. So 
she's really pissed and she's also like devastated obviously and so she takes her anger out on him and yells at him and says it's his fault and stuff and it kind of is i mean um, yeah yeah i mean they she yeah um but she also didn't disclose to him that if she had sex with him she would lose her abilities um and so he gets pissed when she discloses that finally after it happens and he's like wasn't about your fucking religion at all was it it was about you keeping your goddamn abilities you proud bitch and she's like maybe it was <laughs> he's so fucking mad uh and so he goes well fucking fine then i'll leave and so he goes to leave he walks his ass away from her and she's devastated she's crying on the ground she's lost her ability she's lost him everything sucks she turns around and he's actually coming back to her because um he 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 can't leave her. Of course he can't. No. He's just mad. No. Um and he he moves to come back to her and lo and behold he gets uh, wrapped up by a snake. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And so he almost gets et up by a car-sized anaconda. Um, but anaconda don't. <laughs> anaconda don't. It don't. It don't. It don't want it don't none unless none. it got Buns, huns. Well, Gareth do have buns. I believe it. Buns. Um, Does Kaiser Cole ever talk about the quality of the 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 buns? Of the buns? Of the oh, buns yeah. on, oh, on the yeah. men specifically? Yeah. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, we get Beautiful. that more than we get on the women. Yeah. No. Yes. For sure. Um, there's a lot of uh, talk of the the tight muscular Ooh. flexing of, of buns and the the divots in the side of a of a muscular uh, man butt. Oh, we love the divots. We love the divots, the handholds, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. No. Uh, she does. She does go into that quite a bit. Her. I mean, to be fair, Cressley Cole's like actual sexy bits are very good. Um, now, mind you, you should, if you do read them, listener, you should remember that these were written in the mid two thousands. They're also traditionally published, so certain words were used that we wouldn't necessarily use now in terms of like in a sexy scene. I would not use the word penis. Oh, so she say does she use like more like clinical terms like penis, vagina, clitoris? No, no vagina, no vagina. No, I mean if that like not even like pussy or anything is used because like again you have to think of like respectability stuff. Mm. Like what is a traditional publisher gonna think is offensive? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like vaginas are always offensive. Uh, so it's like sheath. You know, center, things like that, which is fine, core, whatever. Uh, better than vagina. Yeah, exactly. Like she ever use folds? It's better than. I think she does, but only when they're like being actively like manipulated, shall we say? I see. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, yeah, unfortunately, penis is used. Um, yeah. There's yeah, no good words. There's there are no the, good words. There are no good you, words. You have to pick the ones you're comfortable with. I was literally talking about this to S.E. Wendell last night where we were, we were messing each other. We're talking about our preferred words. Um, and I belligerently use the word clitoris in my in my books. I do. I and, know. Then, <laughs> and then when I, because Abigail gives me, she's so, because I have best friend privilege. I get no. the Google Docs of Abigail's books. And every time she says clitoris, I highlight it. And I send her the video. Clitoris. <laughs> I do. First of all, okay, as a side note here, I 
use it knowing full well that some people are like, oh, what the, what? I know. No, I know. Believe me, I know. I also don't particularly, if we could have a completely different word for it, that's not like a euphemism, I would love it. Let's find, let's pick something different. However, I find the word clit so much worse. Like it's, it sounds like a gleek. It, it sounds like worse. someone's spitting at me. <laughs> so you know what? At least clitoris sounds like a wizard. <laughs> It does kind of sound like a wizard, you're right. And brought the orb to the mighty clitoris and the hope for a boom. (laughs) (laughs) Take my orb, clitoris. Oh my god. Answer these riddles three. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I do, I mean, but I, I don't use... I don't use penis unless I'm talking something very clinical. Uh, I prefer I prefer cunt because I feel like that's a that's got a fun mouth feel and all. It the does. Ways. It's fun to say. And it, and it pairs very nicely with the word cock. So you know it what? does. They have that's the no, same. They have they're inter, like not interchangeable, but you perfect. know they're, they're like they're, they're balanced. Friends. They're balanced. Yes. yes, they are friends. Yes. The cock in, and cunt. In more ways than one, if you know what I'm talking Come about. Come to a, New York's new hottest club, cock and cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Our drinks are so wet. Ah, stop it. <laughs> um, I'm so good at this. Anyway, if you've ever wondered why I use the full word for for clitoris, then that's why. And every time I want you to hear my voice, clitoris. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that actor's name that I keep sending you the video of? Oh God, it's I'm on a, a total blank. But he's the voice of the parrot from Aladdin, and he's reading Fifty Shades oh, of Grey. Oh and I, fuck yeah! And I sent her that video of him going clitoris. <laughs> sure, I mean that, if that helps you, you think it's better than nub. It's better um, than than button. Uh, pleasure button. It's, you know, or as. Uh, uh, we we read in the kilted books, which is uh, her pleasure spending nubbin, which is a, a nothing. It's nothing. That means nothing. I can't fathom it. But yeah. Anyway, Cressley uses uses penis um, in there, so that's that's all we got to deal with. But no words at all for. I mean, I think maybe here's the thing. It's also weirdly gendered because, like, a from the from the hero's perspective, he may use the word cunt, but. From if it's a chapter or a piece of a chapter from yeah. the heroine's perspective, she will not refer to her vagina at all. Interesting. 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 Anyway. 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 Um. So what ends up happening, right, is that they find this fucking pyramid where they're like, "Oh my god!" Turns out she actually hasn't lost her powers because she was able to save Gareth from being ed up by a snake. Woohoo! Um, by shooting it. And she's like, holy shit, I still have my powers. And he's like, no fucking duh, you still have your powers. You spent a fucking thousand years training to be the best archer in the world. Because every time you shot something and you missed, you were in excruciating pain. You got, you got Pavlov'd into this. (laughs) Yeah, but those years of training don't go away. If anything, now that when she misses... She just doesn't feel pain anymore, but she's still a, yeah, and like she's a probably fantastic not gonna archer. fucking miss. Yeah, she when when we at the beginning of the book when she did miss that first time, it was the first time she had missed in like five hundred years. 
Dang. Dang. Yeah. Dang. So she's fucking good. Okay? She's good. She's very, very good. So it turns out it doesn't matter. So she's like, holy shit, we can still do this. So he's like, all right, well, let's get that fucking arrow. So they go into the biggest ass pyramid and they're like, there's this, all these rules. They can't bring any moisture in. They can't wake up the sleeping mummy inside and all this Sorry, stuff. Sorry, they can't okay. bring in moisture? Can't bring in moisture. You heard what I said. They can't, she can't be fucking wet when she goes in there, y'all. We gotta go in there dry. So get some fucking wipes to go in there. <laughs> they're in the Amazon. It's difficult. Oh, um, Okay. Yes. Yes. So they go into this fucking desiccated ass, like, desiccant packs everywhere, pyramid full of gold and shit. This is El Dorado. Um, They can't bring any gold out. What they're looking for is not gold, turns out. It is an arrow. It's just a ratty ass looking arrow. And they're like, holy shit, that's it? All right, well, as long as it's not fucking gold, we can take it, so we're good to go. And of course, they... They're in there, um, and as they're in there, uh, who shows up? Lothair! <laughs> we love that wily bastard. I am a, there's, I, as much as I do love his book where he ends up with, uh, trailer trash, um, okay. I do, I do wish, like, he's also kind of best buddies with Nyx, which is interesting. Oh. You don't really find that out until later, but, like, they're each other's oldest friends. Um, which explains a lot about them. Um, but there is part of me that does wish that Lothar had ended up with Nyx, although that would have been terrible for the both of them. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, he shows up and he's like, hi, I'm, thank you for doing all of this. I wasn't going to be able to do it myself. So I've just been following you. Uh, I'm going to take this ring that's on this mummy ass mummy's finger. Thank you. And they're like, you can't do that. Cause if you leave with, with that, It'll wake up the fucking mummy here. And he's like, yeah, but I need the ring, though. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't really care about the apocalypse, so I'm just gonna take the ring, though. <laughs> Bye. And he does this. Um, and, of course, mummy wakes up, and all hell breaks loose. Of course. Also, at one point, I think Gareth sweats on one of the, like, husks. Turns out they are, um, unfortunately, again... There's no reason for them to be this, but this was the mid-2000s, and so they are dried-up Wendigos, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, again, don't fuck with native folklore. Just blanket statement. Don't do that. Not necessary. No. A lot of things it could have been. A lot of things. Anyway, the, so that's what they are. The Real quick, the whole stealing the ring from the mummy and then the mummy waking up, um, it's giving Spy Kids too. It's very Spy Kids too. Yes. Except the mummy is um, a woman, and she is uh, basically the queen of evil. That's oh. her literal name. Um, and she kind of comes around. Obviously, she is raised after this, and they escape, and they, they've got the arrow. Now they got to go to Korok's lair or whatever. But she's just kind of left to go free. They're like, we don't really have time. We got other things happening right now, so you just, girl, you do and your she, thing. She wants her fucking ring back too. She's she's pissed, and they're like, "Hey, you're after Lafair. We'll give you his picture, his phone number, whatever you need. You go get him, Queen." Girly pop, like, do you need hey. a flip phone? Yeah. Here's a hey, do you need like some water? Cause you're fucking dry as shit, bitch. <laughs> uh, you need some moisturizer, uh, bug spray. You are in the Amazon, uh, and then they and that's it. And that is left for another day. Another they day. give her. They give her like a the sample bottle of the Bath and Body Works. 
Warm vanilla sugar. Yeah, yeah here you go. <laughs> it will do nothing. Because <laughs> that fucking shit is the worst lotion in the world. <laughs> it dries you out more somehow. Incredible. Uh, and so they, they end up then, we have like 50 pages left of this fucking book now, right? So they go to the fucking Korok's lair and they're about to shoot him. And, uh, of course things don't go to plan. He has like a bunch of followers and stuff. Shit goes bad. He ends up destroying the, um, the arrow. Uh, at, but at some point, it's important to note that Gareth has been giving her gifts. And one of the gifts is an elven arrow quiver that is a, it's a full on Legolas thing where like it never empties. It, it, like you put you know, arrows in there and it'll yeah. never be empty. Um, which is good because that means that she has an extra arrow after he destroyed it. So she can kill him. Unfortunately, in the meantime, he has also driven Gareth mad. Oh, not good. Yeah, because he showed him a vision. Basically, he convinced him that he had killed her. That Gareth had just fucking popped her head off her shoulders like a fucking, like, gusher. Oof. Yeah. So he doesn't do well with that. Um, And his beast takes over, and he loses his mind, like, permanently. Um, And so she kills kills the, the guy, the bad guy. Um, but Gareth is lost. And basically, there's no way of getting him back. Like, once you've been lost to the beast, as they say, like, you're done. You're done. And usually this happens when you've lost your mate. Um, and he believes he has. So, you know, same thing. Um, and they end up being taken back to Scotland, where Gareth is locked up in in uh, Lachlan and Emma's home. Um, because they're like, there's nothing to do now. He's gone forever. Um, and Lucy is like, fuck that. <laughs> no, he's not. And she's like, well, why is that? Why, why do you think that? And they're like, well, because every time this happens, it's because their mate has been lost and he believes that you're lost. So there's no, there's no fixing them after this. They just end up going crazy and then dying. And she's like, but I'm still here. So maybe there, there is a cure, but the cure is that the mate actually has to still be alive. So we're going to fucking fix this shit. So she goes in there, and you know what our girl boss does? What does she do? She has sex with him for like three days. <laughs> when he's in beast mode, in sicko mode. Yeah. Oh my god. I love yeah. it. Yeah, until he finally, he finally begins to wake up a little bit. Um, after she basically loses hope and just starts crying. And of course her tears, her tears bring him Oh, her tears. Okay. Tears. And he says in his thick Scottish brogue, do not cry, lass. And she's like, do you still think I'm dead? And he's like, kind of. (laughs) not. And she's like, no. And he's like, huh, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. Uh, anyway, she ends up saving his ass. Yay! Uh, And then, like I said, this book has kind of an ending where like obviously so so regan has gone missing a bunch of other lorians have gone missing they have unleashed the great evil woman uh lothair uh, has a fucking magic ring that he 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 stole from her um and there's a lot going on and that that leads to the second half of the series which is uh bug nuts and crazy so that's where we are fam dang that was up uh, does the, the mummy get a does the mummy lady get a book 
I want her to. I kind of doubt it. Does She's she... in this, like, girl boss duel with this other witch. Does she become hot? Uh, yes, she does. There yes, you go. Does. But it takes a while. She's a desiccated-ass mummy for a grip. <laughs> it was the Bath and Body Works warm vanilla sugar that revived her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she has, like, a, you know, a, a, an entourage of, of you know, man-eating, um, you know, beasts that follow her around. There you go. Uh, she, she plays a big role in... Well, she just causes havoc in the next few books uh, because she's trying to get her fucking ring back. Um, but she ends up obviously playing a big role in Lothair's book. Um, and she kind of just is pretty chill, actually, where she's like, I just want my fucking ring. What's up with like, the cool, ring? Cool, cool, cool. I will, I will give it to you if you grant me, a, if you grant me a wish. Ooh. Uh, and that is that he wants his, his, his mate to be a vampire. Um, and uh, and actually, what's and he also was like, hey, you hate this bitch who also plays a huge part in their book and is a terrible uh, person. He's like, you hate her, I hate her. Like, you, I'll give her, I'll give her to you in exchange, and you can do, you can just kill her. And she's like, that's very compelling. It's <laughs> very compelling. And so uh, a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. But yes, yeah, so this is kind of like the tipping point for the for the rest of the series. This this book. This is the wow. last like. Like, after this, we get some that are kind of outside of the main series, where they're very much standalones. But everything that is in the main series story arc after this is, like, tied intimately to what happened right here um, with the, her release. And then people going missing and there being, like, all this stuff happening. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's, that's uh, Pleasure of a Dark Prince. Grimming Cole! Another, another coal in the hole. Another coal in the hole. This one, this one really did have everything. You didn't lie. It really did have fucking everything, didn't it? No. <laughs> probably no, more I things, didn't. probably more things than, than what was needed. But you know what? And I honestly, I, as I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't know that anybody but Crossley Cole could pull off a fucking, uh, thing, a uh, plot like this. Truly. Truly. I mean, one man was fucking looking for a, a magical sleep orchid. One man was a fucking cryptozoologist. We had we had our Charlie Isabel thing with their love story with uh with the with Travis from Texas and So did she get did she get yelled at for uh breaking her breaking her vow? So oh I forgot. Yeah, no, uh, actually turns out she she had, had her powers rescinded a week before. Oh, because turns out gods aren't like a fan of her having um, the power to kill gods. There you go. Yeah. So basically, uh, Scaphy found out that she was on her way to to uh, to uh, to to find the god killer, and she was like, "No, you know what would be better actually is since he's gonna come out and like that's obviously part of the prophecy or whatever. You should just appease him." You should give yourself to him and, like, distract him while we figure out what to do. So, fuck that bitch. Uh, <laughs> she's terrible. Um, and so they were like, oh, so you're going to hunt down the, the god killer? Well, we don't really, we're not really comfortable with you having that. So we're just going to. And so uh, turns out she'd had uh, her abilities taken the whole time. And so she had just been doing just fine there you go yeah yeah breaking her vows willy-nilly having a good old time doing it 
So uh, she finds that out, by the way, after she has had this meltdown, uh, after they, they do it. And she calls Nix on her, like, satellite phone. And she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I've lost it. And Nix is like, bitch, you haven't had your fucking, you haven't been bound by that in, for, like, a week. And <laughs> Classic Nix. We love her. Oh, Nix, you wily bitch. So wily. Micro stalker. A little bit. And she has a pet bat. I kind of love that. Bertram. Yeah. We love her. I really, her book is coming. Uh, Cressley keeps hinting that it's coming. And I'm, I really hope it's coming soon. Because I, I want her to, because she's very tired. And she's been doing a lot. And I just, I just want Nix to, I want Nix to not be so sad. Because everyone thinks she's insane. And she is, but also. She, she also so deserves love. I, I feel like, I have speculate. I have speculate. So we get introduced several books later. Um, once we get kind of past the main series arc that's happening at, at past this point, um, once that's kind of resolved a little bit, we get to a bigger series arc, which is that the actual ascension is happening and these um, the big bads are waking up mm-hmm. who are going to be on the other side. And this is what Nyx has been planning for this entire time, is that she has been amassing favors and creating alliances through these matings, right, um, to build their side and to make sure that everyone is allied against these people as they are starting to wake up from their like thousand year slumber or whatever and there's like a full-on like council of evil (laughs) and it's just what they do like i say that and say like they're they're really evil but like one of them is the king of hell and he ends up getting a book and they're one of them is the oldest lyke ever the first lyke oh my goodness Um, and then there's you know there's another who's like an actual like the king of like he, he's basically a god. His name is Orion, and he's, like, the king of evil, essentially. Um, and they they are just... They just happen to be on the other side of things. They're not even, like, necessarily bad people. They're just... They're just, like, supervillains, right? You know, that's just what they do. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I have a speculate. We were introduced to them. Most of these people are hot men. I have a feeling that... Either Nyx is going to end up with the Lyke, the first Lyke, who's desperately searching for a mate. He still doesn't have a mate, so he's, like, insane. He's been alive for, like, 10,000 years and doesn't have a mate. Um, Or she's going to end up with the king of the evil side, which is Orion. That would be iconic. It would be very iconic of her. Because he's he's just woken up from, like, a, like, 3,000-year slumber, and... I think, if I'm not mistaken, when we're introduced to him in um, the King of Hell's book, he, uh, they're like, oh, so we need to fill you in on what's going on while you've been asleep. Um, and he, uh, he they, they tell him, like, okay, so there's this bitch Nix who you need to know about. And he's like, who? <laughs> and so there's a kind of, I was like, who? Ooh. Indeed who, Orion? Orion? So I don't know. Maybe I'll be right. I don't know. I think it could either be the, the Lyke or it'll be him. But I think it would be very iconic of her to uh, bag the king of evil. <laughs> so um, so that's it. Yeah. We're done. Another coal in the hole. Another coal in the hole. Alrighty, buddy. Do your pluggables. Uh, you can find me at Pagehoos. P-A-G-E-S. No. Sorry, I'm also very tired. I don't know how to spell. 
P-A-G-E-H-U-E-S. Um, on imprint and Instagram, I do some art illustrations. Do some art things. Um, it's hot. It's summer, y'all. Drink, yeah. drink your Wawa. Yeah, it's not hot here. We had like a 70 degree ye- day yesterday and it was like, wow. I, I do, Paige, I didn't wear a sweatshirt. Well, here's the thing about San Francisco. Like if it's 70, like that feels more like 85. It's very stark. Also, it happens for like one day out of like every three weeks in the summer. Yeah. Like, we, we don't get, <laughs> if we get a heat wave, it's very, very rare and it'll be for like three days. Um, Remember, but unless unless it was that one summer where it actually hit a hundred and we were dying, oh, and we just laid on the kitchen floor. <laughs> oh, good times! And oh my god, downtown shut down because every there, no fridges worked, no air conditioning worked, nothing. Good times. Uh, but there huh. are a lot of places where it's it's real fucking hot right now. So like, drink your water, stay inside when you can. Um. If there's a storm, please have your emergency kits with you. My poor dad was traveling. He visited family in Pittsburgh and came back, and he was stuck in Salt Lake City for two days because of the storm. Terrible place to get stuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. No, everybody, be careful out there. Weather's wild. It's only going to get wilder. We ought to be keep our head on the fucking swivel. <laughs> New York's hottest club is disaster preparedness. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, man. Uh, okay. So I got stuff. I got a book coming out. Woohoo! Vital. Yes. It comes out August 29th. It's so good, y'all. It's so dark. It's dark. It's dark for me. I feel like I, I'm like, oh yeah, this is really dark. And then again, I read Crossley Cole. I'm like, never mind. Um, <laughs> it's dark for, <laughs> it's dark for you, cotton though. Candy and rainbows. It is. It it's very the the tra- the tragedy the tragedy of the backstory. There's lots of tragedy, um, and there's a there's forced proximity. There's the most forced proximity you can force proximity <laughs> in a literal jail cell. New York's hottest uh, club, Forks pro- Force Proximity. No, it's Forks Proximity, <laughs> New York's hottest new restaurant. <laughs> Everyone has to sit really close together. <laughs> Everyone has to feed each other. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's just a Benihana. Yeah, it's just a Betty on it. But they everyone's flipping shrimp into each other's mouths. Uh, <laughs> uh yes, that comes out uh August 29th. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hoot and a half. Um I can't really say much about it because I'm still I will I will say more as soon as it done ser- it's done serializing on Patreon. But I want certain aspects of it to be a surprise for Ooh. those people. So Ooh. I shan't say more. I will soon. But it explains a certain thing that has a lot of people confused about the new protectorate universe. Some things that I have been building for a while. So, a week? Um, all right, John. <laughs> Sorry, all she's right. she's missing meow meow right now. She's flopped over. Okay, well, that's it. You know where to find me. Links are all the things and all the what all and the places and the things. 
Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, that was his name. With the Gilbert <laughs> Godfrey. Well, I'm glad we got there. And cherry on top of this Sunday. Huh? huh. All right, Paige, sing us out. Da 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 All of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.